In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It is happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the hip-hop patriot jeremy probably one of the largest letdowns in political history just have fun keep fighting god wins we love Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We did it. We did it. I cannot tell you. I've had tears in my eyes this morning. I am so incredibly happy at the news that came down this morning. If you are just joining in to what's going on in the world, let me tell you that Roe v. Wade is over. 50 years of senseless murdering of our babies is over. Folks, this is so incredible. This is something that you know has been so very important to me and everybody in this Live from America family. I went to bed last night praying. I woke up this morning praying. I did my devotional this morning praying. And I did a video this morning in anticipation of this moment praying. And God answered our prayers I told you yesterday, he was up there waiting on pins and needles for us to make the right choice. God turns his back on nations when they get to a point in which our nation has been for quite some time. God turned his back on us a long time ago. We have not been in the bless, the blessing and the grace and the light of God since we made the decision that it was okay at a federal level to kill babies and allowed every single state in this nation to kill babies no more. This is a massive first step into getting back into the good grace of God. This is a massive first step into getting back into the blessings 
of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am so sad, not sad, happy. I'm joyful. the, The tears that you'll see come today are not tears of sadness. They are tear of joy, tears of joy. Nothing else mattered until this. The election fraud was not that big of a thing to me when it came to uh, and compared to, uh, to, to overturning abortion. Everything in this country that seems to be falling apart, just like the world's been falling apart ever since we started sinning, folks, that's going, you're, you're going to see a very different America from here, from here on out. I, I'm, I'm tongue-tied. I'm tongue-twisted. I don't know exactly what to say. We have 13 states right now that automatically went into full abortion ban. 13 states had trigger laws, folks, and they are now full abortion ban, and that includes Wisconsin, which we talked about yesterday. I am so very incredible. I don't don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I almost didn't do a show. I almost only did one show today because of this. I almost want to just leave and go celebrate right now. Folks, June 24th, will be a holiday on Live from America going forward. It will be an LFA holiday. June 24, 2023, we will not be broadcasting. There will be no host on LFA TV next year broadcasting on this day. We will take the entire day and we will celebrate. This will be an LFA holiday. It should be a national holiday, but it will definitely be an LFA holiday. We're implementing that right now. That's, that's my trigger law. My trigger law is next year on this day, you will not see me broadcasting or anybody else for that matter that, that, that hosts on live from America TV. Now, I want to get personal for a minute. And I stated this right before I came on air today. And for everybody listening on podcast and out there, uh, I honestly feel that in some way, shape, or form that I am, for what I did, for being part of an abortion in my life, I feel that this, I feel like I'm, I'm finally, I, I don't even know, I, not forgiven. I was forgiven a long time ago. I just feel... Like what I did is, is, is completely gone now. I feel like I'm completely washed away from that decision that I made so many years ago. I'm just so incredibly happy today, and I hope all of you are as well. Uh, before we get to... Uh, before we, uh, There was so much I had planned this morning... That, that this morning's show is completely different now because of this happening. Um, I feel absolved. I can tell you that I feel absolved of my crimes. Uh, let's get into the uh, let's get into the actual um, the actual opinion that was penned by Justice Alito. Uh, let's read it. The Constitution makes no express reference to a right to obtain an abortion. But several constitutional provisions have been offered as potential homes for an implicit constitutional right. Roe held that the abortion right is part of a right to privacy that springs from the 1st, 4th, 5th, 9th, and 14th Amendment. The Casey Court grounded its decision solely on the theory that the right to obtain an abortion is part of the liberty protected by the 14th Amendment's due process clause. 
Others have suggested that support can be found in the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, but that theory is squarely foreclosed by the court's precedents, which established that a state's regulation of abortion is not a sex-based classification and thus is not subject to the heightened scrutiny that applies to such classifications. Dobbs v. Jackson's Women Health Organization tested a Mississippi law that banned most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Lower courts prevented the law from being enacted as it was directly contrary to a previous ruling in Planned Parenthood versus Casey that stopped states from banning abortion within the, uh, the first 24 weeks of gestation. Several states have said that they would become sanctuary states for abortion access. California, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Colorado. Among them, many states already have abortion on demand, such as Oregon, up into the third trimester, the Biden administration has promised to try to counteract any laws opposing abortion. Anyway, long story short, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's over with. It's over with at a federal level. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that a woman has a right to murder a baby, period. And I don't care how many trolls are in the comment sections of social media today. We love you, too. God loves you. You are a child of God. You might not know it yet. You may be in here spewing some nasty stuff. You may say some nasty things throughout the day. I know you're calling for a night of rage. Uh, Jane's Revenge is calling for a night of rage. But let me just tell you how great God works. Right now, there are more pro-life people in Washington, D.C. at the SCOTUS building than there are pro-choice. That means God is giving his blessings. His blessings are overfloweth. The cup is overflowing with God's blessings, there are more pro-life people out celebrating this great move today than there are pro-baby murderers out there complaining and crying to the sky. Now, I imagine that will change over the course of the next few hours, but for right now, let us just give all glory to God and thank Him for this moment. And let's thank Him for putting the right decision and the right choice in the SCOTUS justices' hearts last night and, uh, and, and, and going back even, for, even further to the opinion. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 13 states have now immediately banned abortion. And now this is where it comes into play, folks. This is where you, in your state, getting involved is more important now than ever. Because at a state level, we can get rid of these rhinos, we can get rid of these demoncrats, we can get rid of these murderers, and we can get real people in there to take over your state, state by state, and turn them all red. All these people fleeing, uh, fleeing blue states to go to red states, don't worry, we're going to turn your state red very soon, and we're going to save babies at a state level across this nation. From sea to shining sea, she, uh, sea. We definitely got a big one for the big guy. We got a big win for the big guy today. So before we move on with, exa- with exactly what I was going to start with this morning, this morning's actual cold open, I would like to give the Smarty Award today to the six justices that understand our Constitution. Justice Alito, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Roberts, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Thank you so very much. You all get the Smarty Award of the Day. Oh, and Justice Clarence Thomas, who is also a hero this week. Thank you all. You get the Smarty Award of the Day. Now I want to start with what I was going to play in this morning's cold open, 
which was two videos. So we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to our normal our normal regularly scheduled programming while we keep this beautiful beautiful uh, blessing in our heart for the entire show, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, Carrie Lake laid the smack down, the smacketh downeth on CNN. And you have to see this, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie Lake yesterday. This is great. Hi, Harry. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Come you, off and see you don't have a mask on anymore. What's <laughs> going on? We're outside. On? Do you have a wow. minute to well, chat? Well, we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN+. Plus. <laughs> Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so, because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank do you. you. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> yes! Arizona, Carrie Lake. Did you see that? Did you see how incredible that was? You want to know what the greatest part about that video is? I'm going to play the video again for you, and I want you to watch how Carrie Lake shakes her hand. She does the Donald Trump. She pulls it in, and she goes... As long as it's going to air on CNN Plus, is that still a thing? I didn't think so. Let's go back and watch that again because it's worth it. Check it out. Hi, Harry. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Mm-hmm. Watch how she shakes her hand. You don't have hand. a mask on anymore. What's going watch on? it. Here it is. Aww. Pulls it in. Well, we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Does that still exist? Does that still exist? Because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, which is propaganda. Thank you. (laughs) Because the people don't like what you're peddling, which is propaganda. Thank you. Have a nice day. Drop the mic on CNN. Elect that woman now in Arizona, please. Please elect that woman. How savage was that? How great was that? But but, uh, folks, there's more greatness. Now, I know you do not like... A lot of you do not like Miss Tulsi Gabbard, but I got to tell you, she laid it down as well as um, as uh, her opinion towards the Second Amendment ruling that we got down from Clarence Thomas yesterday. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who you know, who you a lot of people think is anti-gun. She's not. She might be anti uh, what they call assault rifles. I don't know what her stance is on that is anymore as she's moved more towards the right. But I fully expect Tulsi Gabbard to be a Republican politician in the next couple of years. But besides that, I want to play some common sense, uh, a common sense statement that she put out yesterday based on the Second Amendment ruling we got from Supreme Court. Check this Everybody, out. Everybody, I am here in Washington, D.C. today, and the Supreme Court just issued a pretty significant ruling regarding concealed carry, this New York case. Uh, this ruling is a strong step forward towards upholding the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding Americans to defend ourselves. Uh, this this one hit close to home uh, because about 10 years ago, there was a credible threat against my life by a guy who knew where I lived, who knew where I worked, who knew where to find me, how to find me, and he wanted to kill me. He made threats to kill me by cutting off my head. Um, At that time, I made an informal inquiry with a high-level leader in the Honolulu Police Department just to find out, hypothetically, whether or not if I applied for a concealed carry permit, would it actually be approved given there was a very clear need, there was a very direct threat on my life. To his credit, he told me the truth, and he said no. Uh, Like New York and Hawaii, even though there is a process to apply for a concealed carry license saying you've got to prove that you need it, very rarely, if ever, are those applications granted, again, even if you show evidence of a compelling need. So in my situation, because of this very restrictive law and how it was interpreted and executed, I couldn't defend myself. Um, 
After I got elected to Congress, the Capitol Police deemed the threat serious enough to provide me with the security detail until this guy was caught. Um, when he was apprehended, he was charged with terroristic threatening and he ended up serving time in a federal prison. But the reality is that if I were not in Congress, um, if I didn't have that quote unquote luxury of the Capitol Police to protect me, I would not have been able to defend myself because. And see, that's common sense. That's common sense by Tulsi Gabbard. Now, again, I know a lot of you don't like her. I know none of you, none of you will ever trust her. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you should. I'm not saying you should. What I'm saying is there is a large amount of Democrats who feel that there is no longer a Democratic Party. And what's going to happen is as the, as the Communist Party continues to go more left, those Democrats that are actually have a lot of common sense, they're going to move more towards the right. And instead of demonizing these people, what we should be doing is welcoming these people and educating them further. Because they are waking up. Do not build a wall between us and possible future GNP people. Remember, these people are never going to be GOP. We don't want them to be GOP. We want them to be GNP. We want to educate people who no longer feel like they have a place on the left of the, of the, uh, of the spectrum. And they're going to not only move more towards the right, but as we educate them and at least talk to them, at least talk to them, we are going to have a supermajority like you've never, ever seen before in your life. Just remember that. Do not be closed off by people who actually may make a difference, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the verse of the day today. Now, remember, I penned this verse of the day today prior, prior to knowing that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. So let's... uh. Let's get into that. I titled this morning's newsletter, Today is the Most Important Day, uh, Today is the most important day in America in 50 Years. Now, I'm going to read you the whole thing this morning. So I said, hello. A lot of people were telling me that the Freedom T-shirts were sold out on some of the colors and sizes last night, but that is all fixed now on JeremyHerald.com. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Now, I really, 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 really want you to cherish today, okay? This was before I knew this was going to happen, by the way. I said, cherish today. Today may be the day that many of us have been waiting for. Today may be the day that God starts blessing our nation again. After all, we have not been blessed as a nation since 1973 when we as a whole decided that it was okay to murder helpless little children that are ultimately a blessing from God himself. Blessed are we as children of God Almighty. Verse of the day today comes from Deuteronomy 3 through 8. Deuteronomy 3 through eight. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything that you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that he has given you. I said, folks, it's very simple. The reason why abortion has been my biggest issue that I have been fighting for and praying to abolish is because it is tied, it is tied directly to God's favor and uh, blessing on our nation as a whole. Everything, much like what sin causes the world to do, is crumbling in our country. We are not in, a, in good shape, and we all let this happen, not because we didn't fight back, but because we lost sight of God in our country. 
today. God is giving us an opportunity to really get back in his favor and do the right thing. Yes, the radicals out there, they will burn, they will loot, they will murder. But that is all temporary. Saving our babies will have an everlasting effect on our nation, and we all need to pray heavily today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity. May you guide our SCOTUS justices to do the right thing. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. And boy, ladies and gentlemen, did they do the right thing. They definitely did the right thing. Abortion ends in Missouri following the SCOTUS ruling. That is 14 states, folks. That is 14 states as we prayed to end abortion that have now immediately stopped killing babies. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one this morning. And let's all go to the God in glory. Let's thank him and give him all the glory for the greatness today. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, you have no idea what I feel like today. I truly, if it wasn't for our producer, Eli would not even be doing a night show. I would not. I would be spending the entire evening with my children and really cherishing them. No matter how bad they can be, I would be kissing, loving, and hugging them. But our producer, the one that you pay for through your rumble rants, said, we can't do that. We need to be live more than ever. And he talked me into it jerk. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, folks. Let's get to the first and foremost. You ready? Lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. Please share the rumble video and like it or rumble it, I should say. Let's go to the top today, folks. Let's show them how powerful our God-fearing nation, our God-fearing family really is. Here we go. Breaking news happened at 9.30 p.m. last night. Now, again, I'm watching what's going on right now. I'm watching the live coverage of what's going on right now, and people are so happy. People are so incredibly happy. I can't, I just, it's it's so hard. It's so hard to, to not focus on that for a minute. But anyway, let's get to the news. Last night, 9.30 p.m., the U.S. Senate voted 65 to 33. 65 to 33, folks. Now, it would have been a lot less. It would have been a lot less than that to approve gun legislation and red flag laws. But 15 Republicans, folks, 15 Republican rhinos, including Mitch McConnell, caved to the communists once again. Caved to the communists once again. Here we go. All senators who caucus with the Democrats voted yay. And 15 Republicans joined the Democrats and voted yay. Here are the 15 Republicans who caved and bowed down to the communist demands. Senator Blunt, Blur, Capito, Cassidy, Collins, Cornyn, Ernst, Graham, McConnell, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, Tillis, Toomey, and Senator Young. Every single one of these people I better never see on Sean Hannity ever again. Laura Ingram better never have these, these senators on their uh, programs ever, ever again. And if they are on there, they should be holding them to task, holding their feet to the fire, 
and literally calling them out the way they should. The bill will now head to the House of Representatives for a vote. Stretch face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi said the first thing in the morning, she will immediately advance the bill through the Rules Committee and bring the bill to the House floor for a vote today. The bill will then head to resident Joe Biden's desk for signature, folks. The legislation enhances backgrounds for prospective gun buyers under 21 years of age, closes the so-called boyfriend loophole. You see what I'm saying right there? Clarifies, uh, I mean, closes the boyfriend loophole clarifies the definition of a federally licensed firearms dealer and creates criminal penalties for straw purchases and gun trafficking. It also provides $750 million in grants to incentivize states to implement crisis intervention programs and provides roughly billions of dollars in federal funding to bolster mental health services for children and family in hardened schools. The Senate's measure does not go as far as what Biden had called for, and is significantly more narrow than the package of bills that passed the House this month. But the legislation would raise the minimum age to purchase a semiotic rifle from 18 to 21 and ban large-capacity magazines. It also incentivizes the safe storage of firearms and establishes requirements regulating the storage of guns on residential uh, premises. Folks, go buy guns, go buy ammo, go buy magazines, spend every dollar that you have that you can spend on getting your guns now and put them in a place where the government will never find them. That is what I am urging you to do. If the Democrats can come on here and if they can urge you to actually defy the Supreme Court as a state ruling uh, body, then I can come on here and I can urge you to defy a very, very illegal law that is going to be passed by our legislators in Washington, D.C., amen? And I urge all of you to do the same thing. I urge all of you to do the same exact thing. Now, Senator Corman, Cornyn, excuse me, he may be the biggest dirtbag out of all of them in this recent uh, voting because not only did he pen the bill, but ladies and gentlemen, he's also doing other things behind closed doors that you are not going to like and that may and you may not even know about. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to one of our most famous. New segments here on Live from America, and that is the rhino hunting segment. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the rhino hunting segment, and it's going back to John Cornyn, but it's not only going to John Cornyn. It's going to many other rhinos out there, too, that deserve to be put on the chopping block. Folks, and this concerns CRT. There are massive rhinos out there right now that are working with the communist Democrats on CRT and pushing it, and you may not even know about it. If you're keeping an eye on what Senator John Cornyn from Texas has in store for your Second Amendment rights, you might want to watch what his other hand is doing as well because he just recently reintroduced the Civics Secures Democracy Act which would enable the federal government to impose critical race theory, that is, state-sanctioned racism and anti-Americanism on public school civics courses via federal grants. You better have your rhino uh, permits up to date, and you better be locked and loaded with those same guns and that same ammo that they're trying to take from you folks, because these rhinos... All these people that have been in hiding for all these years, they're coming out of hiding now. 
They are coming out of uh, hiding now. Of course, the drafters of the bill are too politically savvy to explicitly endorse critical race theory. So instead, the legislation provides uh, $6 billion in federal grants to states, nonprofit organizations, institutions of higher education, and researchers to improve civics in American history education, primarily for, quote, traditionally undeserved students. Underser- excuse me, underserved students. Sections 102 through 106. Write that down. Sections 102 through 106 is where this is uh, hiding in the bill. The bill makes clear that grant applications must demonstrate how the applicant intends to prioritize the education of such students. As explained in detail by Stanley Kurtz at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, this uh, terminology masks deeply partisan agendas, an agenda that parents are fighting across the country. Kurtz reports that while the reintroduced bill removes a previous iteration's problematic reference to action civics, its central focus on underserved students is the key to how the Biden Department of Education will implement this into law and uh, earmark $6 billion in order to be reintroduced to the states and public school systems for CRT. In the hive of progressive education, he explains the idea of underserved students is that recent immigrants and impoverished ethnic and racial minorities cannot embrace or cannot excel at old-fashioned lessons on federalism or checks and balances. To truly excite and empower the underserved, you must supposedly teach about systematic racism and recruit students into Black Lives Matter-style protests for course credits, folks. And that is John Cornyn's bill being reintroduced out of Texas. Light this loser up, folks. He is destroying your nation, and he is destroying the great state of Texas. This piece of crap needs to be highlighted and he needs to be told every single day how much that his career is on the line for all of his ridiculousness. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. Senator John Cornyn gets. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. You get the dumb, dumb award of the day. You moron, and don't you think for one second that people like myself and others aren't going to be hot on your trail and everything that you do from here on out. You went and attacked our gun rights. That was the first thing that put a microscope on you. Now I'm putting on a bigger microscope on you. I'm putting a magnifying glass on top of a microscope, and we're going to watch everything that you do from here on out. You old, crusty GOP cobweb loser. We are on you like flies on manure, and we're not going to stop. All right, moving on. Last night after the show, we got word that Paul Pelosi, husband of the infamous hag in D.C., that's right, folks, Queen Swamp Donkey herself, Stretch Face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi, has been officially charged after his DUI arrest, but, butts are for farting, but, but, he was only charged with a misdemeanor. How great it must be to be the elite, folks. Paul Pelosi, husband of Nancy Pelosi, was formally charged with a DUI misdemeanor after his May arrest for drunk driving. The blood sample, uh, the blood sample 
was tested at 0.082% when he was arrested. Pelosi was only charged with a misdemeanor after crashing his car into another vehicle while driving drunk in California. It must be great to be part of the elite class in the United States of America. Now I'm going to read from the Huffington Post, which reported... Paul Pelosi, husband uh, Speaker Pelosi, is now facing criminal charges after being arrested last month for allegedly driving drunk and smashing into another car. The charges filed today include driving under the influence of alcohol, causing injury and driving with a .08 blood alcohol level or higher, causing injury, according to a press release from the Napa County District Attorney's Office yesterday. Now... If we can charge this guy for driving while drunk, can we charge his worthless $12,000 buying ice cream wife with, uh, I don't know, working while drunk? Because there's no way that that lady is not hammered when she's standing at that podium every day with her teeth falling out of her already stretchy face. There's no possible way that woman is drinking water. She's drinking vodka. Just go back and watch Cheech and Chong and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's vodka, man. In California, those offenses can be either misdemeanors or felonies, but in this case, the district attorney's office filed misdemeanor charges based upon the extent of the injuries suffered by the victim. Now, punch-drunk Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, punch-drunk Paul Pelosi, 82 years old, was arrested on May 28th after leaving a dinner at his home, at a home of a friend, and Democratic donor about six miles from Pelosi's house, or a Democratic donor, excuse me, Now, the New York Times first reported that Pelosi was behind the wheel of his Porsche when he tried to make a left-hand turn and was hit by an oncoming Jeep. Watch out. In the immediate aftermath, authorities said no injuries were reported. Well, that's the New York Times lying for you and trying to cover up a story before a story actually got out. Long story short, he was driving drunk and he now got misdemeanor charges. Should have been felony charges, but you will not hear about that on the mainstream media. If you pop positive, you are done in Congress. Well, then somebody needs to give Nancy Pelosi a breathalyzer. Amen? Folks, let's get those likes, I mean, those rumbles up. What do we got for rumbles right now? I'm uh, I'm uh, going to ask our producer, who, by the way, talked me into working tonight, even though I was trying to take tonight off. We only have 800 rumbles, folks. We need about 5,000. Let's get those fingers busy, shall we? All right. Moving on, before we move to the next story of the day, I'd like to also, uh, again, give glory to God for overturning Roe v. Wade, folks. I'm not going to get away from it. It's beautiful. As you can see, right there they are. Oh, look it. Oh, who's that? Who is that? You can't see because you're so far away. But that is AOC. She's got a megaphone, and she's blasting. Ah! No, I can't kill babies. Don't worry. You're never going to get pregnant anyway. Um, (laughs) Who would want to? Oh, look at her. What a loser. Anyway, moving on, folks. We must highlight conservative platforms, and we must highlight platforms that actually love America, and that is going to be Rise TV, folks. There it is. There's a new, there's a brand new uh, show on there called The Big oil or the big oil industrial complex you're going to want to check that out folks 9.99 it's definitely a cheap price just to figure out 
if you like it or not. $9.99 a month, and you can finally leave those other streaming services and go check out Rise.TV. They are a great group of patriots. We're going to be working with them in the future. LFA TV is going to be partnered with them and many other people. Check them out today. There it is. Welcome to Rise.TV. Never miss a new show. Sign up for our emails and sign up today for Rise TV, folks. We're taking over. We're taking over by the glory of God, and I love it. Two days ago, I played a video for you where Fed Chair Jerome Powell was literally walked right into a bear trap and it caused him to snitch on his boss. Very, very illegitimate um, Joseph Applesauce Biden. But folks, he is now... By the way, when I say he snitched on Biden, he didn't just snitch on Biden. He snitched on the entire White House narrative that inflation is being caused by Putin. When we know that inflation is... And around the world is actually being caused by Biden. We know this already. It's not a secret. But folks, Fed Jerome, uh, Fed Chair uh, Jerome Powell said that the government and its spending, its out of control spending, and it is and its debt is on an unsustainable path as the economy is shrinking rapidly. On Thursday, Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the United States spending and debt is on an unsustainable path, warning as, uh, what, that a recession is definitely possible as inflation soars and the U.S. economy shrinks rapidly. This is not to scare you. This is to get you prepared to stop spending your money with garbage companies and stop spending your money with Walmart and stuff and start spending your money more locally and stop depending on what the government can supply for you because you've seen what they've done. Oh, Nancy Pelosi up there, mad. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Her teeth are completely falling out of her head. She doesn't know what to say. She has no idea what to say. Don't worry, you don't need an abortion either, Nancy. The only person older than you that ever got pregnant was married to Abraham, and that was a long time ago. But anyway, folks, Powell's remarks were part of his testimony before the House Financial Services Committee during the second day of appearance on Capitol Hill, which is the first day is what I showed you. He said the U.S. is on an unsustainable fiscal path, meaning that the debt is growing faster than the economy is growing, and by definition, that is unsustainable. Well, it's finally nice that somebody in a seat like his can just give it to the American people in a very plain, very, very common sense way for stupid people to understand this. Now, everybody in the world should understand that if you are spending more money than you're bringing in, that is a recipe for disaster. Too bad Democrats don't understand that because they think money grows on trees and safety comes in the way of government control, and it's not the case. So get your heads out of your rear ends, uh, communist Marxists, and start figuring out that the money that you're spending and giving to Ukraine is unsustainable. Hopefully you can figure that out. Not good news for the great state of Illinois, or should I say the once great state of Illinois. If you, Hey folks, we're almost at 5,000 views. We haven't broke 5,000 views on Rumble in months. Let's see if we can do that. I know you guys have already shared like crazy. Share to somewhere different right now. Let's see if we can break 5,000 views on Rumbles before the end of the show. I told you last week that Caterpillar has had enough of Illinois. They've had enough of Democrat policies. Government, I mean, uh, um, private sector businesses... They work off a thing called money, okay? I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to explain this to people like Kamala Harris would explain something to people. Private sector businesses 
They work off money. In order for a private sector business to continue its growth pattern or at the very least just continue the status quo and keep their budget the same, they need what they call money. And the only way to make money is to be able to pull in more than you're spending out. So when you're shelling out more money from your company due to Democrat policy and red tape, then what you're going to want to do is find a place that doesn't do that to your business. So what's happening is that private sector businesses, large million and billion dollar companies, they've decided we don't want to do this anymore because we are going to fail and go into bankruptcy. So what they do, ladies and gentlemen, is they pack up and they leave those blue states and they head for red states. You might be asking why. Well, if you're too stupid to understand what I just said, it's because they want to survive as a company and they want to be able to have a pattern, a path for growth. So Caterpillar decided to leave Illinois because the Democratic policies there were crushing their business. Are y'all with me? Now, I'm not doing that to my LFA family. I'm doing that to the Democrats and trolls who clearly know zero. Here's some more bad news for the great state, once great state of Illinois, as now million-dollar hedge fund company Citadel, maybe billion-dollar company, has announced its departure from Illinois. And where are they heading? They're heading to Miami. And where's Miami? Miami's in Florida. Now, why would a company want to leave a blue state like Illinois and head for a very red state like Florida? Well, it's simple, folks. Economics. It's simple economics, so they can continue to thrive as a business, which basically tells you everything you need to know about Democrat policy. It clearly is not working. So I'm sorry for you guys in Illinois as you guys are losing another major company. But maybe instead of trying to flee these blue states, maybe it's time to take over these states and make them red. That way we can make abortion illegal there as well. We have a thousand rumbles already, folks. I want to say thank you all very, very, very much. This is the guy supporting Rhino Irvin. Not sure what you're talking about. Anyway, moving on, folks, as we continue to expose pedophilia in this country, one thing that we need to make sure that we stay focused on is who is teaching our children and what they're teaching our children. You should all know who is teaching your children and your grandchildren. If you do not know your teachers, or the teachers that are teaching your children and grandchildren, I urge you today to make it a point over the next couple weeks to meet every single one of your children's teachers. Why? Because you never know who they are and you never know what they're teaching them. And at least if you meet them and you look them face to face and you go, okay, I know who you are now, you'll have a better uh, idea as to what you should do with your child. Here are more children uh, being exposed to pedophilia and crazy, crazy sexualization at a public school level. Check this out, folks. This is sickening. Happy Pride. Welcome to part one of creating a safe space for our LGBTQIA students in our classrooms. Today, our topic is books. I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite picture books to use in my classroom that talk about LGBTQIA issues and characters. Oh, yeah. Now, all of the books I'm going to share today are picture books, but that's just because um, as an elementary school teacher, that's what most of my classroom library is. Um, but I think these are great for all ages. Let's get started. The first two books we have is Pink is for Boys and Red, A Crayon Story. 
Pink is for Boys is a great book um, talking about just accepting everyone for who they like, what they like, and it puts it in the concept of colors and not a color is assigned to a specific gender. And then we have Red, a crayon story, um, which talks about a crayon who is told that they're red, but when they keep trying to draw, they draw blue things um, and trying to fit in. And then one day they are told to draw something blue and they um, finally feel like they found a place where they belong and found something that they belong doing. Next up, we have the picture book, I Am Jazz um, by Jazz Jennings. Great picture book that introduces to kids at a young age um, what it means for someone to be transgendered. Um, it tells the story of jazz and growing up and how they felt. Wonderful picture book um, to have in your classroom as well. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a child or a grandchild that goes to public school, I guarantee you that at least one teacher in that school, in most cases, are just like that. Now, what he really wanted to say was this. I have some of these um, LGBTQIA pedo plus books. Now, in my class, what I really would like to teach, what I'm not allowed to teach, is how you insert a fake penis into a fake vagina. So here's some pop-up stories on exactly how that works. This is what they really want to say. And also, I'd like to share with you all of the toys that I use, me and my boyfriend, that we use together as we're pretending to be girls. And, why do, and by the way, why do all these pedophiles talk like that? Why don't they just talk like normal human beings? Why do they all talk like this? And why do they all like, oh, do this? I don't even know women who talk like that. Where did that come from? Where does that come from? Because we know that, but we know by now that it's a choice to be gay. So it's clearly a choice to talk like that. This is what I want to do. Like I want to put my P in the V or put my fake P in the fake V or put the V in the P. However it works. I don't know because I'm confused. But this is what we all want to do now. Who's ready to come back to my house to put on some leather outfits and pretend to be LGBTQIA pedo plus superheroes? Yay! Blech. Better figure it out and figure it out quick, folks. These people are literally, literally doing each one, each, what, what I just did, to, they're doing to your children. But here's the crazy thing about these folks. These, and, I'm, and I'm calling them pedophiles. I don't care about the gay. Be gay all you want. I'm talking about pedophilia, okay? Here's the crazy thing about them. They want attention so badly that's why they're doing, that's why they are what they, that's why they identify themselves as what they are. But they want attention so badly that they know there's a possibility that this video could go viral. They know there's a possibility that people like me are going to pick it up and play it on our shows. They know that's a possibility and they still do it. Why? Because they can't help it. Because they cannot help themselves. The, they, they cannot stop the passions of the flesh so badly that they have to do videos like this. So we find them and their own desire for likes and views, their own weird desire to be accepted is going to be their downfall. So thank God they're so flamboyant. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Babbitt's mother. Say her name, Ashley Babbitt. If you don't know who Ashley Babbitt was and you're new to the show or basically just got here from outer space. Uh, Ashley Babbitt was murdered by Pelosi's police. Murdered. She was not killed in self-defense. Ashley Babbitt was murdered by Nancy Pelosi's police. And ever since then, she has been trashed and purposely mischaracterized by the left in an attempt to characterize 
patriots as terrorists. But her mother just came out swinging, ladies and gentlemen. Her mother just came out swinging against a Republican by the name of Congressman Mark Wayne Mullins. You might know him if he's in your state. This is Ashley Babbitt's mother. You might know her. She just came out swinging against Congressman Mark Wayne Mullins because Mark Wayne Mullins has come out in defense of the man who murdered Ashley Babbitt, which is Michael Byrd, the one that Nancy Pelosi and the left has been um, sheltering and, and keeping safe from justice for the last two years. He is out there literally defending Michael Byrd, and he's a Republican scumbag. If your congressman is Mark Wayne Mullins, let me show you a picture of this guy, just in case you don't know what he looks like. There he is, of Oklahoma. Then you might want to light him up today, because he's literally defending Michael Michael Byrd, and basically saying that Ashley Babbitt got what she deserved. Here's what her mother said. I am disgusted by Mullen's insensitive distortion of the facts surrounding my daughter's death. Ashley was not a threat when she was shot and killed, nor was she given any warning by Bird. I can think of many other ways that this could have been dealt with. My daughter should be alive, and there should have been many dealt, uh, ways dealt with this besides shooting her point-blank range and killing her. It's an idiotic representative. It's idiotic representatives like this, I should say, who helped this cold-blooded killer raise $164,000 on GoFundMe. And there he is. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Michael Byrd. That is the murderer who deserves to be in the D.C. Gitmo gulag and not the people of January 6th. scumbags absolute scumbags now ladies and gentlemen we're getting ready to end the show today we're going to end a little early today because uh it's just one of those days and i, I i'm just i'm so my I, i'm overloaded my sensory is my sensories are overloaded overloaded folks he will see justice you will see justice michael bird i can promise you that that will happen you know Adam Kinzinger publicly, uh, publicly donated to Michael Byrd? That's right. Adam, action figure Adam Kinzinger donated a, in, in that $164,000 to Michael Byrd. What a loser he is. What a loser. Now the last, show, the, last, uh, the last story of the day, folks, is actually some good news. More good news from SCOTUS. The Supreme Court handled down, handed down another ruling that allows North Carolina Republican leaders to legally defend the, uh, the voter ID law that they put into place. The Supreme Court ruled 8-1, to 8-1 to one on Thursday, that North per- Carolina Republican lawmakers may legally defend a state law requiring voter identification. The decision did not rule directly on the ID requirement, which was a 2018 amendment to the state's constitution. Though the General Assembly 
or th- excuse me, through the General Assembly, the people of North Carolina have authorized the leaders of their legislation to defend duly enacted state statutes against constitutional challenges. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote for the court's majority. Ordinarily, a federal court must respect what kind of sovereign choice, not assemble presumptions against it. He said, reversing the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals decision, and the lone dissenter, liberal justice Sonia Sotomayor, criticized the majority's decision. Well, of course she did. In short, ladies and gentlemen, the Supreme Court handed down the ruling that North Carolina Republican legislation has the absolute right to defend their ID laws, and that shouldn't even be a question. But I got to tell you, Supreme Court is on fire. They might have helped. They might have let us down in many cases before. But ladies and gentlemen, this is why it was so important that Donald Trump got these Supreme Court justices on the bench. Because when it came down to the put up or shut up moment, when it came down to the put up or shut up moment, they put up, ladies and gentlemen, and they put up hard for America. Oh, by the way, I forgot to get into this. I'm sorry. But Brian Kemp, folks, dirtbag Brian Kemp, I'm so very sorry. This is, I got to end, I, I shouldn't, I didn't want to end on this. I wanted to end on a good note, but I forgot it is in the lineup. Brian Kemp will testify in Fulton County probe against Donald J. Trump in July. What's going on, folks? I thought you said that he had the support of 70% of the state. You really expect me to believe that 70% of Georgia want Brian Kemp to testify against Donald Trump? Expect me to believe that? You expect anybody in this country to believe that 70-something percent of Georgians want Brian Kemp to testify in Fulton County against Donald J. Trump? You mean to tell me that 70% of the people voted for Brian Kemp knowing that he was an illegitimate governor to begin with? And that he did everything he could to railroad Donald J. Trump against his rightful electors in that state. You might want to do the same thing with Brian Kemp if you live in the state of Georgia. Heck, even if you don't live in the great state of Georgia. Light that loser up. You mean to tell me that he got 70% of the vote a couple weeks ago? It didn't happen, folks. It was all a ruse. It was all a lie. Anyway, folks, like I said, if you go back to JeremyHerald.com, the T-shirts are there. The Freedom T-shirts are in stock. I apologize. They are 20% off through 4th of July, as well as the Pledge of Allegiance, adult unisex T-shirts, JeremyHerald.com. Sign up for a Bible. Sign up for the newsletter, and ladies and gentlemen, remember, really, really celebrate today. We got a big win today. God got a big win today, and we actually, as a country, as a whole, came together to save this nation. Truly amazing. Folks, remember, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m., because my producer said so, for more Live from America. Until then, keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel. God bless you guys. Peace.
Rebirth of America Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we wanted